way to raise that bar because if you can't get into that, then you're you're stone cold, you know? Yes. Yeah. Malcolm, I believe that every show, every host is doing that. It's it's it may be in microcosmic mm -hmm. particles, but it's happening. Yeah. And we are shifting the consciousness of yeah. the planet through life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure and the work that we're doing, you're doing, we're all doing mm -hmm. here on America Out Loud. I totally believe that and with every fiber of my being. Yeah. And be because I know the comments that I get, and we're talking about Hawaii and what our neighbors, they are neighbors, they're our friends, our family, a human family who just experienced an, uh, a trauma. Well, the big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. So let me paint you this picture now. So perhaps you're blessed enough to be vacationing in Hawaii. You're on holiday, yeah? And you're enjoying the good life, the beautiful sun, things are looking good, you're ready for a great day. And, and what do you know? You get an alert on. You get alerts in social media, maybe an alert on your phone that tells you that you have an incoming missile attack. A ballistic missile alert to tell you that you're in danger and that you need to take cover. Where do you go? What do you do? If you've got those last few minutes on this earth, what do you do with those minutes? What do you do with that time as the clock continues to tick? Hey, listen, this is a real scenario. It happened in this country, in Hawaii. And uh, this was uh, 38 minutes of panic. And the people in Hawaii, well, of course, you had people who lived there, residents and vacationers alike, uh, were treated with this unfortunate incident. Authorities are still trying to figure it all out. Well, we're going to talk about it right here today. This is Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure, Season 2. It's Malcolm Out Loud here. Our co-host today on the show, Dr. Faye Wilson, is here. She's an author, inspirational speaker, ordained minister, and underdog advocate. Missy Crutchfield is here, co-founder of Gandhi's Bee Magazine and of Gandhi Global Center for Peace. And Linda Martinelli. Linda is an entrepreneur, owner, and president of Proforma Graphic Print Source. Now, ladies, all right, so let's, let's talk serious here a moment. So, you, maybe you live in Hawaii. Maybe you're on holiday in Hawaii. And you get this notice, there's an incoming missile attack, something's happening. You maybe have, you don't know how long, 15, 20 minutes left before this thing hits. What do you do with that? Dr. Faye, what do you do? Where do I go? What do I do? I'm not, I've not been trained to respond to this type of threat. Mm -hmm. So the government hasn't given me the tools that I need. So I don't know what to do. Think about my family, my friends, and try to get with them to bring them closer because and try to listen for news. What do we do right. what when we, we are under threat? Yeah. Because I don't know. So in those immediate moments, you think of your family and your, your loved ones, yeah? 
Yeah. And then you you wonder, like, you're right. And I guess if something was happening, you'd want to know where they're at and how to get close to them, right? Is that the concept? Is that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you you want those people that you love around you because it is a very scary situation. It's very frightening because there are no, there are no certainties. You don't know if there's, you don't know where the shelter is. Is there a shelter? I don't know. And so I'm on vacation. I'm already out of place. So whoever I'm there with, I certainly want to get closer to them and let's figure out where are we going to weather this storm, if you will, out. But you don't know. So there's no way to know because these things are not normal. That's what an emergency situation is. They're unprecedented. But you have this missile coming in now. It's it's real. You've got maybe 15, 20 minutes, you know, roughly. To do something. So, all right. So you want to be I'm going to be family. doing a lot of praying too, Malcolm. That's what I wanted I'm to I'm going to be praying and that mm-hmm. God would protect us and keep us safe. But at the same time, I'm, I'm always moving mm-hmm. because faith without works is dead. So I'm going to be mm-hmm. acting out, but I'm also going to be praying. And if I see what else I can do, because I know the person that I am. So I'm going to see if there's other people who may need help, because I'm thinking about other people who may be on vacation, maybe seniors, maybe children children, whatever, to try to help in any way that I can, while at the same time, I am praying. Well, I wondered if when you were going to say that, because when you started talking, you didn't, I didn't hear the prayer, and I'm thinking, that surprised me. I thought that was the first thing you were going to say, is that you would be because praying. Because I'm always praying. Right. I'm always praying, okay. so it's not like suddenly I decided to pray. Right. I'm always praying, so I'm always in that place, you know, whether it's out loud or internally. I am always in that praying state, but to get that news, get that news, to be right there in that space, mm-hmm. you, all of these things do go through your mind, regardless of who you are. You have yeah. to deal with these other issues. And so while I am praying, I'm also moving and I'm thinking right. about what else can I do and, and praying that God would lead God and direct right. and to keep people safe. And what I do in any storm or any situation, but a missile that threatens to destroy the entire state or nation. Right. You know? and, and, and that much more as well. Linda Martinelli. Talk to me here. You've got maybe 15, 20 minutes. You've got an incoming ballistic missile. Uh, there's been a lot of, um, there's a lot of big talk around the world about nuclear activity with North Korea these days, and now it's really happened. You're on holiday, right. maybe, because you don't live there. So what do you do in that time frame, Linda? Well, it's really something to think about because you have so little time to do something. So I think my first my first question in my mind would be where is that missile going to hit because I'm in life saving mode and I I want to uh, do something to protect my life. It's interesting because my husband has a completely different take on this. He says, you know what I would do? You're not going to have a chance in this situation. So I would walk you down to the beach and just hold you and you know we'd we'd kind of go out together. And I said, no, I'm going to. I'm going to be going up to the highest point in a hotel so I can avoid the radioactive fallout. And I've got all these little plans in my mind. It's mind boggling. And to Dr. Faye's point, you know, who needs help? Who people are going to be panicking. And I'm one of those people that will go to them and try to help them not panic. So the reality is I probably would be on the phone to my kids first and foremost and the people that I love. And I want to you know, at least say a few words to them somehow, get a text out, get a phone call out if I can. And 
part of me says I want to go to those places because you don't know where that missile is going to hit. And there are places that you can be safe if you're out of that three-mile radius. But then you have to deal with the fallout and the radioactive material. So it, it's really, I, I feel for the people in Hawaii, Malcolm, because there wasn't a lot to think about. It's yeah. an island. Well, I mean, you can't drive island, somewhere. Which you know? island is it going to hit? Right. You know, is, right. because you have several there. Or is it going to go in the ocean? I mean, then you have things like tsunamis, and I, there's just a whole lot of things there. So I, I, I kind of think since you have so little time, I would reach out to the people that I love. Okay. I would reach out to, you know, see if I could help anybody else. And I, I'm liking my husband's idea a little more. I probably wouldn't walk down to the beach and welcome it, but I would, I would stay huddled with anybody that that I was close to there because there's not much else that you can do. Linda, when you say a three-mile radius, uh, real briefly, tell me, explain that. You know, when this happened, um, I happened to be watching uh, the news, Mm -hmm. and they had an expert on about nuclear warheads and what happens when they hit. And so the the main area that's going to completely be destroyed, and I could be I could be off by miles on this, Malcolm, but I'm telling you what I heard, mm-hmm. um, that that in that main radius where the bomb hits, everything of course is obliterated. Mm-hmm. So if you're in that radius, you're there's nothing you're going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. When you start getting outside that radius, if you have sought shelter and if you are in a place where um, you don't get the immediate shock waves and so forth. You can survive, and of course, the further out that you are, the better your chance of survival. So if you're 30 miles or if you're 50 miles or if you're 100 miles, you you have a better chance. But then what you have to really worry about is is that nuclear, the radioactive dust. And his description of that was pretty disturbing because if it gets on you or if it gets on your pet or... Um, you know, then then you're going to have radioactive sickness and you're going to die that way. Right. And that's so a slower, that's hints. a slower painful death, by the way. Yeah. That can be and really... they were giving hints about how to avoid that, which would yeah. be to go, go to a high point so that, mm-hmm. because the dust is going to fall to the ground and you have to stay mm. pretty much sealed for 48 hours. So none of it was pretty. I mean, there's, mm. there is no good news. No, there is not. All right, Missy Crutchfield, let's get you to weigh in on this now. So, again, the ballistic missile is headed your way again. you got that 15, maybe 20 minutes on the onset. Um, you know, it is what it is. The worst part about this is you're on an island. Uh, so, you're, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, there are all limitations. Unless you're on a plane and the plane is ready to take off, you sort of have limitations. What would you do? In Chattanooga, Tennessee, where I'm, I'm currently living, we, we've got a lot of – we're kind of close to – very close to Oak Ridge and um, we've got some nuclear facility Sequoia and all that. So there's, there's, there's a few of us that have, have actually thought about over the years, you hear comments in the South and um, there's, we've got our fair share of survivalists and uh, some, some folks will say, yeah, well, you know, we might rank up in the top 10 or 20 places that, that could be hit a, a terrorist or whatever. And so, you know, these conversations sort of fly around and, and, and some really amusing comments like, well, let's just try to catch the bomb because who wants to live in that post-nuclear uh, mm-hmm. winter and all that mess, like you were saying, that's right. worse than, than a quick death. And I, I kind of agree with that. But you have to, I think the first thing you do is you assess, you know, is it, 
is it, are, are we history? It's a small island. The missile hits pretty much, you know, we're all dead. So, you know, you kind of assess that. Is it, does it make any sense to get in crazy uh, traffic and, and accidents and all that? Or do you want to use your last few minutes to think about, um, you know, being with family and, and, and praying together or telling your loved ones or writing something or sharing something or, or emailing a message perhaps that, that, that sends love into the world. I mean, I think there's any, any number of things. But, you know, if I had time and there were an opportunity or I believed that there was an opportunity to take my family and, 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 and others uh, to, to a possible safe place, I always think about it including animals too, because when I hear stories about people leaving and, and pets and animals and shelters and, and other others in India, there was a, a fire and it was during a drought in a, in a kind of a, a farmish kind of area and hundreds perhaps of, of cows were all tied up and they just died. They burned to death and that just really imprinted my heart with compassion. So I think while we're trying to rescue and help people, let's see how many cages we can open and let, you know, at least animals have a few moments of, 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 of freedom, you know, while they try to find their way out too. So there's a different. Wow. Interesting. So you're thinking even of the animals at that point, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's unique. Not everybody would do that. I don't think, I don't think everybody would be thinking about the animals at that point. You know, ladies, I mean, I don't, that doesn't, Dr. Faye, that wouldn't, I don't think you'd see a lot of people do what Missy just said, huh? No, no, I I live in a place where people eat anything that runs across the yard, so it's not like <laughs> um it's, it's not like that would be the first thing in right. in most people's minds and it will be about him human life right. uh for the people that are in my space. But you know Malcolm and uh Linda and, and Missy, I I think about this scenario, you know, and we're putting ourselves in make-believe, you know, a hypothetical situation if we were there. And all of the people who were actually there, they want, they're raising their hand like, hey, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you what I actually went through. Because I can't, I can't even imagine really the horror, the feeling, the fear, the anxiety, all of these emotions compounding in one moment mm-hmm. in your life right. because you don't know there are no certainties in any direction you run or you stay it doesn't matter you're in a place where your life has been compromised and for those people during that 38 minutes mm-hmm. they were dead you know in their minds they had already exited because right. they didn't see any way out and to and to and now it's not it's still not over for them that's the thing it's not over it's not because over. that's true because, because they're still because reliving they, it they're I still see. reliving it that was trauma the ptsd yeah but but you know let's let, let's say this much when you say it's not over and and linda you say that's true you know what comes to my mind though um this could be a really wake-up call for people this could be a really good yeah. thing a blessing yeah. for some think about yeah. it when you say ptsd yeah. but there's another side to this i just want to point that out instead of ptsd or whatever um you know it's uh g y s t g y s t get your shit together you see yeah that would be the alternative program to ptsd ladies uh, get your chance. shit together yep 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 yeah i think it's going to make some more conversations and yeah. ma- and i and i think dr Faye is correct there but yeah. it's not over either because mm-hmm. the threat it still exists to hawaii the same as it did the day before that right. that alarm went off Right. So nothing's changed there yet, and they're still under the same threat. Right. It's just when that next when the next alert will come. I I have to tell you a story that I heard from a young man who was he got the text on his phone, 
and he was on his way to get coffee in the morning. And they said, what did you do? And he said, well, I went in and got my coffee. <laughs> Just thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, he, he, he's got a, a text that a nuclear missile is on the way to you. Mm -hmm. And right. you're just going to go in and get your coffee. And I think a lot of people were in disbelief. And, and you can understand that. I mean, my, my mind would probably not want to believe it either at first. So everybody has a different way of coping. And I, I think a lot more stories are going to come out. And I'm going to be reading them to see how people handle well, this. Because let's uh, do this. Um, mm -hmm. You're right in that regard. So l let me give you a few facts here. Let's bring everybody up to speed. This happened, by the way, on a Saturday morning, okay? This emergency alert that came in on smartphones and social media news and ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. And, and here's the worst part, my friends. This is not a drill. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. So, it, it, so listen to what I just said. That's the alert that comes on your smartphone. Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Now, when you see this is not a drill, what that says to me is that this is confirmed information from government officials. That's what that means to me. This means when I say, when I see these words, this is not a drill. This means this is confirmed by government officials. And this is for real. This is not make-believe. It's not an accident. It's going to happen. When you put this is not a drill, that's right. no longer just a casual warning. <laughs> right. or This is a, you know, <laughs> we're coming after you. So the problem is this went on for 38 treacherous minutes. Like and there was no missile. The alert was a complete false alarm. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't a drill. It was a total false alarm. Mm. Now, Hawaii senators, they came out on Twitter and they, they, you know, immediately panicked to tamp down the hysteria that started. Uh, the alert was sent out, by the way, um, when an employee mistakenly, accidentally made a mistake, boo-boo, if you will, pressed the wrong button. <laughs> turn a shift change at Hawaii's Emergency Management Agency. This is what the yeah. governor of Hawaii said. So there was a shift change at the Emergency Management Agency in Hawaii, and he accidentally pressed the wrong button. So, so for 38 minutes before another alert was sent out clarifying, and this one said, no missile threat or danger to the state of Hawaii. In those minutes... People were panicked. There are some heart attacks. There are probably a few heart attacks. They probably could. Yeah. There yeah. were some unbelievable uh, text and messages from loved ones. And I, what comes to my mind, uh, friends, is I compare this in a lot of ways to what happened at 9 11. If you were at the top of the building and one of those twin tower centers when you knew the one building was going down and your building was going down and you were isolated at the top because there was all fire and brimstone below you, you were, you were just, you were trapped. You were trapped. 
and you just knew and there were texts that went out and there were phone calls that went out and there were messages that went out and social media went out and all kinds of messages went out, which exactly some of you said you would contact loved ones. And many of those messages went to loved ones and friends and people to say, I love you. These are my last minutes. That was for real. But yes. that's what comes to mind. That, that, was, that was their missile attack in, in New York City. That, was, that yeah. was their end of days when they had their last 15, 20 minutes. Of, and that really happened. Yes. And those buildings fell. But yes. they, they, So we have had a real-life case of this. There, there was yes. a real-life case. Now, when you look at some of these messages, they're pretty amazing. One here says, missile in Hawaii. Honey, take shelter. I love you. If you're sleeping, wake up and call US, Call us immediately. Not US. Sis. And then she says, WTF is this. Oh. <laughs> I mean, WTF is this. And then they, they text the actual alert over. Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. So this was the phone of a, a lady named Sarah. Uh, she was in Honolulu and the family uh, there, and they were hiding in the garage. Uh, her mom and sister were crying. It, they were petrified. It was a false alarm, but a lot of people were uh, hysteria. And as I read on to some of the messages here, they're mind-blowing. I mean, you just you can go right to the moment and feel yourself and your gut what that would feel like. But there's a lot to learn from this because it, when you think about the end of the world or you think about the end of your life or you think about the end moments or you think about you know tens of thousands of people being instantly killed because you're in a city somewhere and you've got something inbound coming, well, you've got a real problem, my friends. And then you, yeah. you know, as Dr. Faye said, do you get on your knees and start to pray at that particular moment even though you've been a bad boy or a bad girl for many days before then? Maybe you didn't treat people right. Maybe life wasn't going right. Maybe you were complaining about the little things. Hmm? Maybe that's a wake-up call to say, well, you know, the little things are not so important anymore, are they now? Right. And as someone else said, well, they'd go to the beach and hold hands, have a cup of coffee, and maybe, maybe we'd go buy the most expensive cup of coffee we ever had in our lives <laughs> just to drink it. Of course, then you're lucky. It would be a false alarm and you'd be broke. Hold that thought right there. We'll be right back. <laughs> The Out Loud Perspective awaits you in life, love, politics, a healthy lifestyle, your faith, personal development, and living an out loud life on AmericaOutloud.com. Glitch your news and entertainment network where you can listen 24-7 on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. So there was complete hysteria, uh, pandemonium everywhere. Obviously, there was a missile, ballistic missile incoming. Uh, people were threatened. Uh, things were happening. But I do, in my mind, compare this to the last minutes that people had at 9-11. Because when you think historically of things, and, you know, as a large group of people, and you knew your time was in front of you because of something that was beyond your control, and it was an accident or uh, some sort of terrorist attack or missile inbound, or whatever it might be, there are very few moments in history where you can really point to that and say, yeah, they all knew that in 15 minutes the end was near, that that would be it. Just like in Hawaii, but it didn't happen. But talk about, like, the reprieve. This is what comes to my mind, is the reprieve. Just like if you had life-ending cancer, 
right? You had life-ending cancer, uh, and you had to prepare for that. Maybe you had six months. Maybe you had three months, and you would have to prepare for that mentally, emotionally, physically, all these things, family members, life, what's important to you. Maybe if we started living every day like that, maybe every day of our life that we really valued the, the gift of life, which I talk to you about all the time on this show, maybe we would raise the bar in society to understand the value and the lessons and the gift behind all of this. We're, the fact that we're all walking miracles, you see, on this little blue marble that floats through yeah. the mega of universes. And I, I keep telling you all that it floats yeah. through the universe of universes. Mm-hmm. And that's a miracle. It's an absolute miracle we're all here and able to engage and have this conversation. And isn't that where we should start the conversation for humanity and be blessed? It, it, and it say, is. You know, right? It is. A, it's a great place. And th- this was a conversation that we had at home right after this happened. And just to your point, my husband said, you know, this really made me think about what's important in life and and how much we sweat the small stuff, right? We we get upset about the guy in the car next to us who cut us off or all these little things every day in life we all get upset about. And maybe that's what we need to start thinking about and think about the big things in life and how important it is and how important your loved ones are because these people had a real life wake up call. But we can all use that. I mean, we can take this experience and use it as well to think about what's important in our lives because you don't know when that moment's gonna come. So we need to to kind of, you know, recalculate here a little bit and think about what's important. Yeah, and Malcolm, that was so beautiful what you said. You just make me so proud to be part of this show. And ladies, your comments are so heartwarming. But, you know, Malcolm, I'm, I'm thinking about what you're saying about the importance of we should all live our lives every moment. It's a gift. That's why they call it the present, right? Mm-hmm. And. And so every day we should wake up and not get so caught up in the drudgery and the small stuff that we sweat and just this blessing that's life and mm-hmm. and, and embrace our God-given purpose. And, you know, there was a, I heard something about cancer patients and I believe this, that uh, most cancer patients actually say that they wouldn't, um, I heard this, read this, that they wouldn't right. exchange their experience because it, it brought the purpose, the deepest meaning of life and living to them that perhaps they wouldn't have had had they not had that cancer experience. Missy, that, that's huge, isn't it, honey? That's huge. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about that. Think, Missy, think about the fact that you can say, I mean, what you say is profound, that cancer was a gift. And I've heard that as well from time to time, mm-hmm. Missy. You're exactly yeah. right. But imagine being able to say that in that way, that, yeah. well, I had a gift. Yeah, I had life-ending cancer, and I defeated it, or I did this or that. And I mean, that's mind-blowing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. your calling to live your life with the deepest purpose. It's your and calling it's, to live your yeah. life. Let me write That's that down. Good. Keep talking. That's it's your good. it's your say that again, please. It's your calling to live your life with the deepest purpose. That's what I want everybody to understand from this conversation. And I, I recognize it every day of my life. I remind myself on a regular, consistent basis. In fact, every time I walk by a mirror somewhere, which is not often, but if I do I look and I say to myself, all right, get with it, young man, and remember this gift you have. So what I'm saying is we, uh, we, we have to remind ourselves. You see, we've got to look at ourselves in our eyes and remind ourselves what the real importance here is. But to me, this is really the way you raise the bar of consciousness and you advance humanity. Because if we can get everybody understanding the value of the gift, 
and understand the miracle that is within. Yeah. My mm -hmm. golly, we've accomplished so much at that point, ladies. I mean, th this mm -hmm. is this is the secret recipe to it all. I mean, this is yeah. you talk about world peace, Missy. This yeah. would be this would be one way to raise that bar because if you can't get into that, then you're you're stone cold. You know. Yes. Yeah. M Malcolm, I believe that every show, every host, is doing that. It's it's it may be in microcosmic. Mm -hmm particles but is happening yeah. and we are shifting the consciousness of yeah. the planet through life liberty and the pursuit of pleasure and the work that we're doing you're doing we're all doing here on america out loud i totally believe that and with every fiber of my being yeah. and be because i know the comments that i get and we're talking about hawaii and what our neighbors they are neighbors they're our friends our family a human family who just experienced and uh, a trauma and every day in every way someone around us is going through something and that whatever we do we can shine a light and be be bright enough that we can draw them and help them to be healed from the inside out because every person matters every person we encounter matters right. they have they have value they have worth they may not have the same belief systems we have they may come from a different religion or a different mindset it doesn't matter right. because at the end of the day 911 did not decide whether or not you were baptist or methodist black or white or hispanic it didn't matter i want to bring it back though for a moment ladies to hawaii and i want to share with all of you, some of the message, and I want to put ourselves back at that moment, please, mm. that 15, mm -hmm. 20 minutes. And I just, I, let me share a couple of things with you all, please. Okay. And, and what, a, a television producer uh, received a, a message in and then tweeted it out that they had received in from some relatives there. And, and it said this, this was an actual tweet. It was mass chaos, people getting out of cars and yeah. running and looking at the sky. Yeah. My other cousin was in the airport and people were sobbing. So they were actually crying. And this was one of the tweets that came in with the false alarm. And it goes on and on. Now, uh, there's a lot more to this. Some of the other messaging. Um, uh, let me read this one to you. Your article in false missile alarm today. Interesting. It says, hello. I am writing you from Waikiki Beach in Hawaii on January 13, 2018. When we got the text alert this morning that a ballistic missile was heading to Hawaii, ultimately a false alarm, my husband and I went outside to the beach because we were afraid of being inside a building and getting crushed, like in 9-11. Wow. Mm -hmm. We were afraid to follow all of the hotel employees calmly telling us to go into a ballroom. <laughs> then I googled safety nuclear bomb how shelter, and an article by you was the first thing that popped up. In seconds, I read that we should be inside, and we quickly followed that advice. Did you ever think your article would be used in that way? If the alarm had been real, your article and the work of those researchers might well have saved lives. I'm curious how many other followed that link today. Interesting. So this was somebody uh, that was reaching out huh, in an interesting way to this writer at the Business Insider. And he actually wrote back, by the way, the, uh, the author of that. When I 
wrote this nuclear survival story with great seriousness, he said. I hoped no one would ever have to frantically search the Internet to find it. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. that is exactly what happened today. Here's a chilling email from Hawaii this afternoon. That was David Mosher, Mosher, M-O-S-H-E-R, and I read some of his stuff before. Uh, Interesting. Uh, another resident said, another resident called my wife and son who are both still in Japan, telling them goodbye and how much I love them. Wow. You see, see what I'm saying? You know, I mean, it goes on and on. My friend in Hawaii got the alert and had to quickly choose between which members of his family he would spend his last moments on earth with because they were all too far apart from each other. He had to make the difficult choice of going immediately to his youngest child. You believe that? I'm, I'm looking at some of these two in between the rants to Trump. Why is he playing golf? And the then the other <laughs> thing that the president that there's well, there's one that reminds me of the Titanic and this man right. um, Dan Point of Fract saying friends of mine were in Maui during during the Hawaii missile crisis. Their two children were sleeping during the alert. Their decision was to let them sleep. Better to die in peace. I can't even imagine. And that reminds me of the Titanic scene in the movie where the mother's putting the children right. to bed knowing that they're going to... I mean, this just just rips your heart out. You know, you know, um, there's a message here to the Hawaii civil defense ladies. It, it, listen to this. It goes like this. Somebody wrote this into them. Right now, I'm in tears. Pulled over on Bishop Street. The adrenaline is just now leaving my system. Just five minutes before the ballistic missile warning, I dropped my oldest at the airport and drove to XYZ. There I found out about the threat and had to decide whether to shelter there, drive to my two younger children at home, or go back to the airport, or go be with my wife at her work. None of these destinations were within 15 minutes of where I was. I chose to go home to the two little ones. I figured it was the largest grouping of my family. Knowing I likely wouldn't make it home in time, I was tearing up. South Street to the freeway when I heard it was a mistake. And then they use a four-letter word that starts with F. So they said, frig you, Hawaii civil defense. They used the other word. And these were public messages put out to the Hawaii civil defense to talk about the trauma here. Now, supposedly, Congress has got to look into this now, and there's supposed mm-hmm. to be some, you know, some fallout, uh, to use the, maybe the strangest word we could use here, but uh, from this incident. So th- there was no fallout from the ballistic missile attack, but there should be some fallout from what happened here, don't you think, Linda? Well, absolutely. They, they, the problem is that they had no fail-safes. So when I go on my email and I go to delete an email, it says, are you sure you want to delete this? Really, you can just push a button by accident uh-huh. and this mm-hmm. whole thing happens. Isn't there a secondary failsafe that says, are you sure you really want to do this? Or, you know, right. you have to push two buttons or something. Yeah. And, and I just can't imagine in my point. mind that this is happening happened the way that right. they said it, it was can't a shift be that change. simple yeah right. shift change linda and he was just right. leaving accidentally it, oh my yeah. golly yeah that's that you just can't so happen right. so there, there's going to mm-hmm. be problems there and you know malcolm i i have to wonder a little bit because we've been talking a lot about how, how people felt and and kind of the things that we think about later about our life and, and making it better and not sweating the small stuff Maybe there was a little bit of divine in- intervention here because we are we are doing too much small stuff right now in the world. We're we're picking on every little thing, and mm-hmm. maybe it is a wake up call for all of us. And I'm so sorry that they had to go through that because that, I mean it's just it's unfair. It's ridiculous. It's um, I mean it's just criminal, really. What what happened? It 
I understand it's an accident, but it's criminal, that's a Linda. Big and you know something, Linda? I don't think my guess is right now, as you say that, I'm not very certain at all that the country really understood the gravity of what happened here in Hawaii. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Because yeah. The, it went by quickly, that story. And I don't think if you're living in the uh, continental states here, uh, somewhere else, I don't think you fully grasp what happened in Hawaii, right. what could happen in your city. So mm-hmm. that's uh, this This was a pretty serious, uh, you know, yes. uh, affront to people, don't you think? Absolutely. And there's nowhere. I go to Hawaii every single year. I do a lot of business in Hawaii with yeah. my company. So I'm there. There is nowhere you can go. And and There's if no you tried you to go, you're in gridlock, right? So the, the traffic there is gridlock on your best what day. What island do you go there when you time. do your business? What um, actually, I I go to every island. Yeah, yeah. Which so, which one do you so like the mostly, best? Mostly Kauai, and I love the Big Island of Hawaii. So Hawaii and Kauai are my I can't two believe, favorites. Linda, I can't believe you said that. I cannot believe you just said that. Those are my two favorite islands in Hawaii, I swear to you. <laughs> the Big Island, I love the Big Island. And Kauai, Kauai, K-A-U-A-I-I, folks, we're speaking of Kauai. And not, not, not Oahu. I don't care for Oahu. I don't care for Maui. Uh, those are very much L.A.-type cities, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's... it's- it's interesting because, um, you know, it, it was kind of a bleep on that mainland America, know. you know, happened in Hawaii. We're not talking about it. If mainstream media is not talking about it, then people aren't thinking about it, which is crazy. And I'm so grateful for this show because we take conversations uh, sometimes down a rabbit hole, to but that's level. not that either. Right. <laughs> that's right, though. That's a good way to put it. People to start thinking for themselves. Well, you know why they're not talking about it? Because they're busy talking about the, the president's physical, what he had on right. his medical checkup exactly. and what he had for that he's eating a Big Mac or something. That's the big story, my love. <laughs> That's pretty, so, yeah. what, so what did and they Jeff learn? Was, Nothing. You know, you know who lives in Hawaii? This is really, really cool. It's Ram Das, and he's the one that did the Be Here Now. He lives there. I'd be kind of a guru for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested in the Be Here Now and Ram Das, what he has to say or what he wow. said about too. You know, I'd like to move to Hawaii. I'm serious now. I'm not just saying that because the temperature is so perfect there all year round, and it's just really interesting. Linda, if you go there every year and you go on business and you know, all these things, and you may, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. You, it may be cheaper for you than a pale door hotels and everything to get a place, and I'll watch the place for you. How's that, Linda? I'll stay in there when you're not there, and you can <laughs> come too. there one or two weeks a year, and I'll, I'll treat you like put the red carpet out and treat you like you know the queen that you are. And uh, are you buying any of this, by the way? <laughs> Well, I was just going to say I can make that happen. <laughs> let's, let's do it, Linda. Let's, I'll go in with you on the deal, man. Well, I'll tell you, it is a mag- it's, it's a magical place if you haven't been to Hawaii. It really is a magical place. Huh? No? I haven't been there. It's let's amazing. Yeah. Hawaii. <laughs> it, it, we, should, we should have a retreat out there, uh, yes. really, Missy. But... Uh, Anyways, I, I digress. I don't. I don't call them retreats, though. I call them charges because I don't retreat yeah. for anybody, Missy Crutchfield. So I call it a charge. <laughs> We're gonna go do a charge. I'll let other people retreat. Anyways, uh, yes, ma'am. I have not heard what you would do in your fifteen minutes. I was waiting uh-huh. to see if somebody would say that. I was wondering yeah. if you all. I'd say, I was curious if any of you ladies would ask me that question. And I'm going to. Lady, ladies need to know. I'm going to. Yes. Thank you, and I'm going to tell you what that is right after this quick pause. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health. 
Sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multi-nutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Let the silent voices be heard. It's the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.com For a wide spectrum of programming from world and political news, societal and cultural stories, law enforcement, our military heroes, and much more. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Pretty serious conversation, but it's one that I really enjoy because not only is it a, such a tremendous news story, as Missy, you were just saying, well, nobody's really talking about this in the way that they should be. Why? Well, because they're too busy talking about the Big Macs and the president, as I said just a moment ago here. And it's all of this doom and gloom and the sky has fallen that is consistent with the mainstream media. It's what they do well. It's what they do best. They are their own ballistic missile threat. You know that, ladies, you know, right? <laughs> right? right? I mean, right. they are their own ballistic missile threat, you know. So, so Linda, you asked me what I would do if that missile yes. was coming in, right? Right. I think about these things from time to time, Linda. And the reason I do is because I look at life from 35,000 feet. I have this um, uniqueness to be able to step out of current situations and look at life a little differently. And it's a gift, I, I really believe. I've done it all my life, and I'm able to step back and look at the big picture of life. And mm -hmm. I think about all of it. When I talk about the blue marble that's floating through the universe, the galactical universes of universes, Linda, yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> that's what I mean by that. I look at life from a different vantage point, and then you're able to see the simplistic nature of it, but the complexities of it. And you're able to mm -hmm. appreciate the gifts and the value that come from all of this. And then it makes the journey that much joyful. And then it allows me to connect with cool people. And I was saying to someone else the other day on the phone, ladies, that, you know, we do hang with like-minded people. Like, I love people that are positive. I like winners. I hate negative people and people who bitch and complain all day long. They're not my cats. They're not part of my posse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we choose to hang with people we admire, we like, and we... Right, ladies? Right? Absolutely. As we should. Absolutely. Yep. You know, if, I... If, I was thinking, Malcolm, and I'm the queen of lemonade, so you must, you, uh, this may be why you like me, but <laughs> um, I, I, was, I was looking at all of these alerts, and I'm on Twitter, and I'm listening to all the really, really smart things you're saying, and the ladies are saying, and I, I'm, I'm reminded of not too long ago, I got so tired of being, you know, woken up in the middle of the night by weather alerts, and amber alerts, emergency alerts, and, and although some of those are really, really good, especially if they're close to me, and I can do something about it, but several states out, and I'm, I'm not getting any sleep, and I'm looking at this emergency alert, and I don't know how many emergency alerts can we take a day, mm. and then the, the really important ones, we're not going to pay attention to, mm. Right. I, I don't know. 
Well, that's an interesting way to put it. The emergency alerts of our life. You think, and, and Dr. Faye, that's a great column. Linda, that's a great column you should write for the platform mm-hmm. because the next emergency alert of your life, what are you going to do with that? You know, or, or think about it, ladies, you know. All right. So I'm, I'm waiting for your answer, though, Malcolm. Right, so the missile is coming <laughs> in. So the, the, I get the message on the right. phone and it says and it says, Linda, this is not a drill. That to me is the most profound words ever, Linda. Okay, this, right. I mean that tells me this has been double checked and triple checked from government officials. You're so right in the the casualty and the calamity that that creates from a casual accident. And as you point out in the last segment, why didn't they have a second stopgap on that thing to say, "Are you sure you want to do this?" I right. mean, that takes another two seconds to figure that out and hit yes. Then it wouldn't be an accident. You know what I mean? <laughs> it would yeah. be intentional, right? That's a great point you bring up, Linda. So we're planning on somebody's part there. It really was. Yeah. And that's some lessons to be learned, hopefully, as they fix all this and they make it better in the state of really chaos around the world. Here's what I would do if that missile was incoming. Well, I would stop a moment and think about the sanctity of life. And I would think about the airport and I would begin to get in the neighborhood of where I was, and I would begin to rally people to hurry up and move it along. There's a big mechanism in Malcolm that is a, a leader, leadership. I'm a, I'm a leader, and my leadership skills, if the Titanic was going down, I would try to be the captain of the ship and get people in the rowboats and the canoes and the various things we could do to get off the ship. Not canoes, but, you know, the safety boats, clearly. Uh, if I was in the building, as the buildings were coming down, I would try to make way into those stairways and get people out. Um, so there's a leadership part of me. And my goal would be to try to get to the airport because that is the fastest, quickest way. And I would try to take control of the airport. And I would get as many people on those planes as I could. And I would get those planes to take off what? I'd have, what, 20 minutes, 15 minutes? I can get a lot of planes off in 15 minutes. I'd clear this thing, get the air traffic controller in here. Let's go. You would see me running around like a madman. I'd have a thing in my hand and say, let's go, let's go. People on, on the plane, on the plane. We don't care about safety belts. Just get on the plane. Just find a place and take off. And I would get every plane on that airport to take off. Everyone out the bing, bing, bing. I'd keep it going. I'd get as many people out to safety as I could through that airport. That's what I do. Because you can't I... drive. You can't drive. And even if you were in another state and it happened, you can't, you're not going to drive your way out of it. Huh. You what know? if you couldn't, what if you weren't near the airport? Well, then, then you, you either hunker down somewhere, as you said. You've got to hunker down, and those are the moments where you've got to appreciate life. And maybe right. if the sun is shining, you look at sun, uh, you look at the sun, you praise the blue sky, you have a cup of the most expensive coffee you ever had in your life. You understand? Yeah. You know? I want to say this, Malcolm. I'm listening to you. You got me all fired up, and I have this to say, ladies. I think you'll agree with me. Malcolm for president. Well, I've thought about running for political office, but again, I'm afraid, Missy, they would assassinate me. (laughs) I'm not something they've ever seen before. Because when I talk to you ladies about the out loud truth, you see, the truth can, not only can it set you free, but it also can cause a lot of trouble for you. Yeah. You see, people don't want to hear the truth. You understand? Right. They want everything. That's why the president gets into so much trouble. Besides the fact he's got a crazy mouth that he doesn't sometimes know to settle down a little bit. But it's a lot of truth. And, of course, a lot of his base lovers are the truth. And I bring that up only as a point of reference not to talk about him, but to talk about because that's occupying our news. It's occupying Mm -hmm. our minds. It's occupying people's uh, attitudes. And it's out of control. And it's the media that's out of control. 
I mean, I think the people around the president have him pretty safe and secure to do the job he was elected to do. Now, if you want to change that, you get involved in politics or you get involved in the next election and you do what's right. But you don't sit there and act like you're acting like like the Senator Jeff Flake does and get up there and act like the biggest flake on the planet. You know, you don't do that kind of stuff. That doesn't help the cause. You, you, you just want, now he wants to go home with his little Taka toys because he doesn't like the game, so he's not going to run again. Well, fantastic. Then shut up and move the program along. Or you run for president, and you convince all of us that you're better for the job. Hence my article this week, Malcolm, which was about the media and the dishonesty in it. Yeah, it was well-received out there, too, Linda, that article was on America Out Loud. It was well-received. A lot of people commented, and they got your point loud and clear, or as we say, the out loud truth. You know, we're all going to have our own opinions. The fact that we're in denial, that we're all experiencing life as unique human beings in our world as spiritual beings in human bodies and and that you know we're all part of one human family and then one earth family so when you when you disagree with someone's idea it doesn't mean that you don't like the person it just means that that idea doesn't really resonate with who you are but it resonates perhaps with who they are and we have to respect each other and in that moment where you you don't necessarily really embrace all that they're saying there's an opportunity to learn and love that person at a deeper level to share your idea. And perhaps that person learns something else. There's an opportunity to say, you know, I may be on this or part of this or a member of this, but we need to embrace more of what you're doing. Because if everybody just disagrees, then you polarize everything and nobody gets anything done. And then you have bigger and bigger problems. So you just you look at the person, you look them in their eyes, you treat them with respect, you say kind words or you say, if you have a disagreement, you say it in a kind and respectful way. And miracles can happen. And Missy, that's what I did. What you just said right there, you are spot on, hon. That is exactly what I said to the GM that day. And you know that GM will probably become a very good friend. Oh, yeah. Because he reached back to me in a very interesting way. He asked if he could sit down with me and talk a little bit more because this is what I did for over 25 years. I was in corporate boardrooms uh, working on brands and improving people's images is what I did Mm -hmm. for a living before I got into radio and America Out Loud and all the cool things we're doing now. But here's the thing. That opportunity of that experience that you said that wasn't quite going right at that moment became a huge opportunity. And I told the general manager that day, he knew it. He, he was a smart guy. He didn't need me to say too much more. He knew it. And he said, well, I said, you know, Mr. Mr. Manager, Mr. I used his first name, of course, Mr. General Manager. Look at these things that happen. I was, I was kind of educating him at the moment by saying, look at the things that happen every day. Because he said he has heard these problems before and he's working on fixing them. And I said, but, you know, look at these things and these encounters that you have on the floor as opportunities. They are yes. tremendous opportunities to engage people and to make mm-hmm. it that much better. I have always looked at those moments of life as a real opportunity to engage the person in front of you and to be able to do something more with that. So those can be, the lesson out of all of this is that becomes a gift. It's a gift to do something more with. Dr. Faye, what do you say to that? What do you say to that? I, I was listening to Missy and also to you, Malcolm, and all I could think about is that life is such an adventure mm-hmm. and we should be having fun. And if it's not fun, we should not be doing it. And look mm-hmm. at every person as a partner to have fun with. You know, what can I do to um, engage that person from a holistic uh, standpoint mm-hmm. and not look at anybody as an enemy 
or as an opponent, but everybody is an op- like Missy said, everybody is it's an opportunity to grow. I believe truly that God has put all of us here for us to explore and to grow. And if we miss that, then we miss our own maturity. We miss our own growth, our own ability to expand into our own purpose and destiny. I think my destiny is directly linked to you, Malcolm, is directly linked to Missy, is directly linked to Linda. And when I engage, I am uh, I am participating in my own ability to be made whole. See, one of the beautiful things, Dr. Faye, is that I have discovered in this life so much. The richness is the relationships we meet along the way. Mm -hmm. And I have a tendency to step out of a situation like every time I do a show with you ladies that are so brilliant. I think about it at that moment of what a blessing that we're connected at this moment of time and we're Mm -hmm. able to have these amazing elevated conversations that are able to raise the bar. And as I always say on my program and on the top of the hour and different points, ladies, we want to advance humanity. How do you advance humanity? (laughs) Well, you do a lot of the things we're talking about right here, right? Right? Right. Absolutely. Exactly. It's what we do. We advance humanity. Linda, mm-hmm. you, when we talk about advancing humanity in our last moment or two here, so tell me, um, there's some real lessons coming out of all this. Missy had some great lessons just now in taking the opportunities and bringing them further. Dr. Faye, uh, uh, always amazing mm-hmm. opportunities about the experience of life and the relationships. What's, what's the thought you leave people? Again, back to that 15, 20 minutes, live, ballistic missiles. We... We've covered the spectrum here of life today in a very unique way. What's your thoughts? Well, if you're in that 15 minutes, then you don't have a lot of a lot of time to do much other than what we've talked about. But if you get a second chance, as all of those people in Hawaii did, I would just reevaluate and, and take the advice that Missy and Dr. Faye just gave because I couldn't agree more with everything. And when we talk about disagreements and so forth, I always think that disagreements are they are opportunities, but it's it's not that you're right and I'm wrong or vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's just that we see it in a different way. And why can't we just leave it at that instead of making a big deal about disagreeing and fighting over everything? So I, I think that the lesson from, at wow. least from Hawaii, is to stop sweating the small stuff and yeah. think about the big things in life that are important. And it is how you live your life every day, every moment. It is a gift. You get it one time, one day is yeah. the, that only day that you ever get. So let's use it and and use it for something good and positive and happy. So well said, Linda. So yeah. well said. It, yes. There's a point to all of this as you take it forward. I mean, the lessons in the last many minutes are amazing. Um, and, the, you know, using our leadership skills. I mentioned to you the airport, trying to get people out of the city because, we want to get everybody to safety. We want people to be able to see the next day and see their loved ones and all of the things. And so I want to encourage everybody to provide a bit of leadership in their lives to take, you know, in life, friends, there are leaders and there are followers. There are givers and there are takers. Uh, there are people who understand the gift and the mercy of life. And there are those who complain about as long as a day has 24 hours in it. You need Mm -hmm. to decide where you fall in all of those categories. That will determine, I am certain, the day you'll have tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And all the gifts that come to you in life will be determined just from that point of view. I'm telling you, take it seriously. Take an inventory of your life. Check around and then start a new plan, a new year, a new mindset. 
I wish you all well on your journey and wish you the greatest gift today as you have an awesome, awesome day here. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. Thank you for being with us on America Out Loud. We are doing it. What an exciting year of opportunities and growth, and we're thrilled and blessed you're with us here. Thank you for saying the good word out there. We appreciate you very much. Linda Martinelli, Dr. Faye Wilson, Missy Crutchfield. This is Malcolm Out Loud. To be continued, friends. Mm-hmm.